He's a child at heart, but an adult at body. We're talking Pee-wee's big adventure on today's... We're not... Affiliated with... Netflix. Welcome to KidFlix, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and shout, look at me, over and over at your parents as you successfully balance a broom on your finger. Ooh, okay. I like that. This is like silly NPR. This is yeah. fun. Okay. Uh, NPR with a big red nose. Can I ask before we start, who, yeah. who, who's the audience for It's not children. <laughs> no. Well, the, the title says it, or the intro suggests it. It's not for it's kids. Not for kids. So it's... Who is it for? <laughs> so you know how nostalgia is just huge right now? Yeah, so you must... Big numbers. Big yeah. numbers. <laughs> so people, people that watch Roseanne okay. uh, are the ones that are watching me. Okay. They're listening to me. Well, Maybe. I'll, all right, let's talk about it. Um, a lot of Trump supporters watch you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but who's that that you're hearing, everybody? It's my guest today. Uh, he's the co-founder of Cave, a comedy open mic in Philadelphia. I probably mentioned it, I think. Uh, it's Dave Hogsett. How are you, Dave? I'm good, Ross. Thanks for having me. <laughs> so energetic, just like <laughs> when I interviewed you last time. Hey, I think that was an award-winning interview. It so. is. It's officially. I put it, I posted it on LinkedIn during the awards ceremony. Excellent. Gotta, you gotta stay on top of yeah, I got connections. It. Yeah. Cool, cool. How are you doing today? Uh, it's uh, it's warm. I'm done schooling. I'm interviewing for for work. There you go. Did and you do you finish your finals and all that? Yeah, yeah, I did, Ross. <laughs> and uh, you you must be done, done. How does that feel? Oh, I'm not. I have two finals next week. Yikes! What uh, what? what? Um, <laughs> I have a podcast final. Oh, you went to real college. <laughs> yeah. Well, by the time you, this uh, is up, I will be taking the final. So tweet me. Good luck. You're kind of a pro. Uh, yeah. yeah. Podcasting? No doubt. You yeah, must... I won an award and I'm recording one, so uh, that's my final, motherfucker. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. We can curse. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Good. This is I've been looking radio. for a kid's podcast that I can use the <laughs> N-word on. <laughs> well, <laughs> you found it. Uh, nope. Guys, don't use it. Okay. Um, <laughs> just a little disclaimer. Um, and then I have a my theater class final. Oh, <laughs> Which we're getting, we're allowed to use two single-sided sheets of paper as notes. So I'm what just gonna do like a. Oh, it's like a written final. Yeah. Okay. You know, this is this is gonna be a legendary conversation. One day you are gonna be a big time star, and you're gonna be, look back on this, talking about your nerdy finals and, and yeah, like, my the my sit-down theater final where I. Uh, it's a class where I just have to be like, I don't know, I thought the play version of Our Town was better than the movie. Yeah, of course. What? That, I, that's I'd a question? Never, yeah, I'd never been exposed to Our Town before college. This, that, that was my big awakening in college. I finally experienced Our Town. It's uh, a... I don't like it as a play. Did, I, were, I feel like... Were I you the, in it? Was I in... Because you did theater in high school, didn't you? Uh, I uh, kind of did. Um, so in high school, I did marching band mostly. And then I met Summer junior year, and she was a theater kid, big musical kid. We had a huge musical thing. I, I, I made films for the musical, and that was kind of how I was involved. Okay. But then uh, she, at her fi like the final like marking period... They put on a production called Crazy Town, <laughs> and uh, I came in kind of like a, like an alpha A-list actor. Yeah, and and I had demands for for the teacher. I said, "Look, I'll be in your in your production because it." There was two subsets, right? You had the musical, and that's where all the talented, like, handsome kids went. <laughs> and then you had the play for everyone else, and it was just kind of a ragtag bunch of like really like very nice. Talented people, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah? Yes. <laughs> like, like the, uh, you know, the B team, right? Uh, so I had some demand. I was real cocky. Um, and I said, uh, all right, I'll only do it if I can do a scene with Summer, right? And um, I want a monologue. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and that was it. And they gave it to me. They, they gave it to me, and I did it, and it was fun. It was funny. People enjoyed it. Wait, but what, what was the plot? What's the plot of Crazy Town? Oh, 
It's crazy. <laughs> um, it was just like scene to scene, like loosely connected skits. It was. Um, it wasn't, and they were all like super mild mannered skits. Ours, uh, Summer and I, we were um, Tom and Shelley, and we uh, sold the play purifier, and it would take works of art and then. Uh, water them down to make them more uh, kid friendly. Ugh. So kind of fitting for yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's like almost funny. Yeah, no, it, there were moments in it, and you you know you do stuff with your face, and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> the best part of theater, you gotta do stuff with your face. Yeah. Um, when I when I was in eighth grade, um, our our school had no budget for uh, a, a play, so we like first went to one of those like uh, old. Uh, like play textbooks where it's just like here are a bunch of weird one-act plays that you can do in class and then we ended up not doing that we ended up writing our own play and it was uh the worst piece of crap in the world it was based off of um my one our one english teacher had two doors to her classroom instead of the typical one so we were like what if that one door led to an alternate dimension? Well, that sounds pretty good. It wasn't. Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you try and fail. Also, I want to clarify that uh, in introducing that story, I made it sound like I was some kind of a, a messiah among dweebs. <laughs> but nothing could be further from the truth. That was exactly where I belonged. I was a little fat pimply boy. <laughs> With um, a lot of a high opinion of himself, just yeah, like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, you look like a like a brunette Q-tip. Yeah, yeah. I um I don't know why he had to go mean. Yeah, look. <laughs> like I, I like to razz people. Okay. Okay. All right. We're yeah, doing one of thing. those. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> this podcast just got really tense. Yeah. Um, but well, here let's let's bring it up. How, tell me a little bit about why you chose uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Well, uh, it's one of the greatest comedies ever made. Um, I actually really do kind of believe that. Uh, I remember when I was a little child and my parents like always quoted it and eventually see snippets of it. And it's like this crazy, funny, crazy, like if we're calling, calling it a kid's movie, which is kind of debatable whether it's even a kid's movie. Yeah. It's, it's very nightmarish, right? Yeah. Um, well, the whole sequence with Large Marge. Large Marge and the dream sequence, the clowns. It, it, it's a scary movie, but it's so silly and it's super funny. Um, makes sense. It was Tim Burton's you know, first big film. Mm -hmm. Well, you can see that, especially with the Large Marge thing. I was like, oh, that's just like the one scene in Beetlejuice with the uh, where yeah. Alec Baldwin stretches his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I... I I was never exposed to Pee-wee as a kid. It's like I walked by the picture of him at Blockbuster. You're kind of a Pee-wee guy. I'm surprised. Like, he... Ross is very Pee-wee. I'm, like, kind of scared. Like, I was watching it, and I was like, what would my... What would I be like if I was exposed to Pee-wee? Like, I guess the closest <laughs> was, like, I I was a big fan of Airplane. That, mm. was, that was a huge movie for me. Yeah. And it kind of follows a similar structure of just kind of, it's just kind of mad, madcap. There's kind of a plot, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, can we talk about that? <laughs> I, I got some uh, opinions yes. about Pee-wee. <laughs> All right, so the, fir the first act is so tight, right? It, like, establishes the world. It's got these uh, Rube Goldberg machines that are just sick. Mm -hmm. um, he's just this wacky guy. And we never, they never explain why Pee-wee is that way. It's just, like, a thing. And... You think he's like this nerdy guy because he's he's got these machines and he's he dressed that way, but he's a total fucking alpha, the <laughs> whole film. Like Dottie is just as blonde as like hot for Pee Wee's cock, and he's like, <laughs> uh, no, thank you, he won't do it, and he doesn't do it the whole film. He goes to the end of the film. They make it to the end, and he doesn't change at all. At the end of the film, yeah, he everybody throws else changes. Everyone changes but Pee Wee, and that's just the end. Wait, he throws candy. He I forgot about that. He, he throws, throws candy, candy at, at her, and they ride away. That's the closest thing we get to an end. Like he doesn't change at all. You know, it just clicked in my head. Dottie really reminds me of Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, I was, like, trying to figure out because her voice is so interesting. I also found out she voiced uh, Elizabeth Daly, uh, who plays Dottie. She's Tommy Pickles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I had no idea. And also uh, Buttercup and Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Also Mambo from Duckman. That's big. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was watching Duckman clips before I came here because uh, I saw that on our uh, Wikipedia and I was like, what the fuck is that? And uh, it's just this really annoying show where it's just like every episode, he, Jason Alexander plays a duck and he just rants about everyday life. Okay. But not in a fun way. And like all the comments are just like, oh man, if Duckman was on today, oh, the truths he would sling for I'm everybody. Can we? Uh, I have more questions before we proceed. Of with course. This interview. Okay. So, um, what we've determined, we're trying to find the tr greater truth, right? The greatest child's movie, right? That we're ranking children's movies. Yeah, that's this podcast. That is the the goal. All right. So the goal is not to be funny, right? I mean, we. Because if it is, I need to be funnier than Sean, and I need you to amp it up more on your side. <laughs> okay. Of course. Okay. Um, so. Uh, if you just speak a little bit louder than Sean, you're already on a good track. Oh, uh, Sean Gardini, who uh, did uh, the Garfield show with us. I will say, uh, we need, I, I was so on fire that episode because I remembered so many facts about Garfield that had been just buried in the back of my mind for t t 10 years. Did it occur to you that Sean is Garfield? If you think he, redhead, well, he has red hair. And I've never seen him bubble down. So lazy. <laughs> <laughs> like if Garfield could take big, big old bong rips, he would. He, yeah, I that, mean that explains great. his appetite. Yeah. You know, I think we're onto something. He's a little stoner kitty. Yeah, but okay, I will. I, I, will right, take, to, I see your note. <laughs> I will. Try. I will try to be funnier. Uh, um, back to Tommy Pickles. <laughs> Very funny, considering Paul Rubin's uh, uh, sex charges. That's kind of funny. He, that, uh, he was jerking off at a porn theater, right? Uh, not just that. He had a collection of a lot of porn, kind of. Like he, like, he collected porn, mm. which is still a little weird. And uh, hysterical, consider the context of Pee Wee Herman. So his arrest was the biggest adventure yet. <laughs> Pee Wee goes to the big house with that movie. Uh, no, big Top. Big Top. <laughs> Can you do a Pee Wee? Um, I don't know. I. <laughs> Hello. There we go. That was great. Yeah, I can do the the weird one. I can't do like the. Ah. He has a. Oh my god. I. Okay, yeah, let's talk about his <laughs> age. Because I, I was so confused about his age because he he's, I guess, a child in the universe of the movie because they're like, you're a great boy, Pee-wee. No, he, he lives alone in a house. He, he has a female love interests that are clearly, like, grown women. He's not a child. Yeah, but, but how do you explain... It's... This world is weird. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like... The the next the neighbor the really rich the neighbor's guy, the weirdest guy. I that I was so uncomfortable because they're good at it was weird because they're really good at acting like children. Like yeah. they have like the whole like mannerisms and lot like the logic of children in this movie is like spot on, but it also is so unsettling at points, and it's it's weird. Like when he's taking a bath, I'm like, I don't like this scene, even though it's cool that it's a big swimming pool yeah um i don't know i mean i mean that that's kind of the uh the charm of it is there's you know all these little moments where you know peewee has these like adult situation like it starts off so innocent but then it like quickly becomes like the most esoteric thing mm -hmm. like like uh you know there's bikers and like a criminal that murdered someone or he didn't murder anyone he, he uh, cut the tag off of a mattress yeah but he's he he really is one of the scarier people yeah. in the film like uh what else happened large marge like large marge there's the paris lady I, oh you know what it is the film starts on a, a dream sequence peewee is um, winning the tour de france yes it's then when he wakes up from the dream the world they're in is weirder <laughs> than the dream. I, I think that kind of like that doesn't answer any of our questions about if if he's no, a child just, or not. But, but it's it just does. like what if what if his dreams are the real world and the real world that we think we see in the movie is his dreams? Uh, no, I don't think that's right at all. But, okay, <laughs> I mean he's wearing a suit wearing the Tour de France, but. Um, 
He's a special guy. It's a, it's uh, it's like it's very it's a very dreamy film. I have a lot of questions about the guy in the Hawaiian shirt that is Pee Wee's uh, neighbor. You know what I'm talking about? Wait, wait. Oh, the guy that closes his <laughs> yeah, window. Yeah, yeah. Who's he? I, <laughs> like, because that's all we see of him in this movie, what's, right? What's, what's his story? What he? Why does he know it's routine, like to close his window so that uh, Pee Wee can octopus clean his, <laughs> his uh, lawn? I, it's the film is definitely a metaphor for something that um, would probably make us uncomfortable. It's uh, it's like a, the de- the decline of Israel. Western idea, yeah, yeah of Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like we're like we're all. We're all, all adults are basically just children faking their way through it and hoping that everybody's nice to them. I guess. Or, or it's kind of like a kid's perspective of what they would want. Like, Pee Wee is yeah. what every kid wants to grow up and be, right? Like, that's what you think it's going to be like. Because when you're a kid, you, you don't realize your brain's going to continue to mature. Mm-hmm. You just assume, you're like, one day I'm going to be taller and I'm going to have all the money so my house will be sweet Right, and I'll have a sick bicycle, right? Want to know a fucked up thought that I had when I was a kid? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's related. So, um, so yeah, going off of that, like, oh, I was aware of the idea that, like, oh, you, like, ch- your, like, body and your mind changes, like, as you age. So, I thought, I was thinking about, like, if I died as a kid, like, I would get to be a kid forever, and, like, I would be, like, in this fun, like, cool, like nine-year-old self forever in heaven well ross if it's any constellation that's not how that word works <laughs> uh if it's any uh, consultation that's <laughs> hmm? still not it no uh, consolation hmm? consolation yeah you edit these it's fine <laughs> yeah i'm busy this weekend no uh if it's any uh, second price oh no i did it again just just say the second half <laughs> <laughs> if it's um if it's any uh, award that's not as good as the first award. Yeah? If it's uh, a silver? You are uh, kind of a, like a, a childish person. Mm-hmm. Like a, in, a, in a beautiful way. Like, <laughs> like the, the joy of children in, 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 your, in your spirit. Sure. I'll take Thank you. That's good. And, and you're one of the most cynical people I've ever met. That's not true <laughs> at all. You know, I think it's the tone. The tone is what throws me off. I because uh, you you you're stand up. You get into these very like dark places that I I love, but I'm like, ooh, I don't I, f- I don't feel it good getting into those places. Well, wait till tonight. Oh boy, you'll never guess what. All right, this is great. This is a, a Ross exclusive. Yeah, my <laughs> uh, I got a text message from my mom, uh, right first thing in the morning. My grandfather is dead. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. died, right? But that's kind of fun because I got a <laughs> text message saying he died. So, and I understand my mom doesn't understand the etiquette of texting, why that might be inappropriate, but that means whatever she texts next will look like it came immediately <laughs> after. So if she says, Dave, can you pick me up a cheesesteak? <laughs> well, I'll have a picture of, hey, your grandfather died. By the way, can you pick me up a cheesesteak? And that's uh, that's gonna be a fun. That is fun. <laughs> you, she she didn't call you. My dad called me later. Oh, good. Yeah. So I your dad. Wins. <laughs> your dad congrats. Your mom also used like emoji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too many, too many. <laughs> the the one with like a little uh, thermometer in its mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. She'd be. Um, yeah. Well, my grandfather's been really dead for a while he had um alzheimer's so if it's any consolation yeah good job. <laughs> uh he couldn't remember my name for yeah. a long time so the person that dead barely oh my grand my grandfather was like the same way it was like four or five years or alzheimer's? something yeah oh wow that's... where we, or it's like it was like he started to deteriorate like i think he he like started to get a little dementia he had parkinson's and then it was just kind of like an exponential curve towards the end can you imagine if Wee <laughs> at all times? <laughs> like, I mean, like, because uh, my, my grandfather in his, you know, final, before he, like, totally lost it. Yeah. He, uh, he reverted back to, like, a childish place. Uh, and he would talk about, like, 
Ooh, I had the coffee. He was saying the coffee song. Coffee, 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 coffee. And we would dance. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, talk, you would talk about, like, things that were that way when he was a kid. So, Pee Wee, you know, looking back on his life, what do you think he would talk about? <laughs> he comes very adult-like. <laughs> I have taxes to do. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I bet Pee Wee's got some secrets, right? Yeah. He, um... In the film, he uh, he seems like he's very like controlling. He's he's bratty. He's bratty, but also like tough. Like he he deals with the bikers. You know. Well, yeah, he he dances to tequila, and they all like him. He keeps his options open for for Dottie. Like he doesn't want anything to do with it. He's he's really stringing her along, which is. Uh, Terrible. And then, yeah. uh, where's the uh, the French broad? Not she's not French. She wants to go to Paris. Yeah, I can't think of her name. What a she's a di- she's the diner owner. Do I have the Wikipedia page up? I think I did. What no, a, I don't. What a scatterbrain podcast. Yeah. This has become. Oh yeah. Much like the film itself. I. I <laughs> on, well, when I so I texted you when I'd been watching for ten minutes, and I was like. This is this is annoying. <laughs> so this is your first time seeing Pee Wee. It was um I'd seen uh the uh like the a taping of like the Broadway show, mm. the one uh, I actually watched that with uh, friend of the podcast Casey Lee Clark. Mm. Um mm. and I thought that was I I didn't laugh out loud but I was like oh this is interesting. And wait no this isn't my first time at all. I watched Pee Wee's Big Holiday when I came out. Uh see I didn't watch that but the trailer looked terrible. You gotta tell me. Was it's, it good? Um, I mean, pretty similar in terms of the beats to this you movie, where it's just yeah. like a bunch of random crap happens and everybody is in love with Pee Wee. Like the main, the main part of the movie is that famous actor Joe Magtanella, okay, or I whatever. Think, yeah, I think you got from it. Magic Mike. Uh, he he meets Pee Wee in a diner, thinks he's really cool, and invites him to his birthday party. I was I would say like the original nineteen eighty five one has like such a magic to it that it would be hard to recapture. Plus uh, the 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 uh, soundtrack from uh, Danny what was it Elfman Elf, Elfman. Just like the, like that big like circus. <laughs> it's like a circus in the way that even circus music is kind of terrifying. Like the whole thing has this like shadowy like like tension. There's like suspense. Well, when it in gets it. so loud out of nowhere, it's like a little terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I found a theory about how Pee Wee makes his money. How does uh, he make his money? By selling designs for different Rube Goldberg machines. Oh, that's a, that's a pretty. Cool. That would make sense why he loves gags so much. Yeah, how he when he hitchhikes, he has like three different options available. Yeah, let's talk about the fact that when they came up on that traffic stop, he just had women's clothing. Yeah, <laughs> um, he uh, that goes to another fact that I found on IMDb. Uh, he said on Paul Rubin said on the DVD commentary that he based Pee Wee dressed in drag after his sister. Nice. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's a family thing. Yeah. Um, uh, what else is in here? Uh, um, there's a lot. Phil uh, Hartman helped develop. Yeah, he, cool. he's a co-writer, right? Yeah, and Rubens is the other guy. Mm-hmm. I was really... I, at first, I was like, how did they... Because the, the whole film is so like character-based that you could, you could kind of tell that they had to start with Rubens. Like, they couldn't have just written that character and then casted it. Oh yeah, they had to start with the character, and that's actually what happened. It came. Rubens was uh, and Phil Hartman developed it in the Groundlings, and then uh, it became an HBO show, and then it got picked up for a movie in 1985. Wasn't the HBO show? It was like kind of. It was darker. It was like more of like a. It was a little bit of like a like a slanted version of a kid show. I don't think so. I actually, I think I once. I'm speaking totally out of my ass. I think I saw um, one of the uh, the episodes, like a pilot, and it, it was kind of blues cluesy. Like mm. it was, it was very silly and big, and there was like talking furniture and all, like a bunch of you know silly stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if the the darkness came from. Um, you know, they, they, they they got Tim Burton to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, but then I mean, again, the he'd script only done is pretty dark. Music videos. That's true. Before that, yeah, it is. Um, I think it's interesting that Pee Wee got annoyed by by a homeless man that sang too much. 
like Pee Wee Herman yeah, got yeah, annoyed yeah. by somebody. Yeah, yeah, it was too funny. He jumped off a train. Yeah. 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 Because he was singing Jimmy Crack Corn too loudly. What you uh, what you think of the uh, the ending? How how did uh, how did the adventure wrap up for you? How'd you feel? So when so the um, Pee Wee finds the bike on a movie set, takes the bike, and then he runs into the cre- the uh, the head of Warner Brothers, and they make a movie within a movie. Yeah, the movie. Well, you you skip the uh, burning pet store, but yeah. Oh, I forgot. That's yeah, the yeah. biggest part. That, that scene. <laughs> Whenever I watch it, I'm like, uh, how did this start? How did we get here? Like, I always yeah. forget. <laughs> well, because, like, all, all of them have, like, a weird... Like, all the segments have, like, a cause and effect. Yeah, it's, yeah. But that one, he's just running, and I was like, oh, it is aren't the, like, actors going to catch up to him? Or, like, is he still... Is he on, like, a different movie set? Yeah. Like, this for some scene? I thought that's actually one of the more um, interesting parts of the film is the fact that they are so interconnected in such amazing ways. Like like jokes, like really funny jokes are the catalyst for the like the next, you know, chunk of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, when he goes to the fortune teller and uh, it's like, well, where should I go? And it's the Alamo, the basement of the Alamo. That's really funny. And that, that, that like allows them to like carry through the second act. And the the whole film's like that. Yeah, and I like. Uh, I think the part that I laughed the most at was the Alamo part with yep. the tour guide when she said, "There are thousands of things to do with corn, all of which I'll list now." That's a great joke. Talk about um, how Pee Wee's kind of a child. Pee Wee's not just a child; it's a child's world. Uh, when everyone in that tour group starts laughing at Pee Wee. Like that wouldn't happen in real life. Oh yeah, because because he he asked a a question. Right, right. All of Pee Wee's fears are like a child's fear. Yeah, yeah. Like he doesn't worry. He doesn't worry about death. What? <laughs> I don't think he worries about death. I don't. I, wait, what are you basing this on? I mean, he like, cause he he has the same reaction to falling in a car off a cliff as he does to like. Having a pancake fall on his plate. Like he, he. Yeah, the car thing's pretty insane. Yeah, <laughs> how it parachutes down, and then he's like, Pee Wee, I'm no good for you. You gotta go. And he's like, Wait, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Also terrifying. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of scary moments in that film. And what's scarier for a kid than being alone? Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's scary for anybody. Just being yeah. left in the middle of nowhere. Did, did you ever go on a Pee Wee style adventure when you were a kid? Honestly, kinda. I mean, uh, I was a I was a Boy Scout, so we did a lot of uh, adventure. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of camping trips, a lot of good stories. So, yeah, great. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I was strictly indoors. Yeah, not by like force. I wasn't like one of those kids. Uh-huh. but. You were one of those kids. Yeah, yeah. The other ones. I was one of those kids where, like, we had, like, two half-deflated soccer balls, but we had, like, two full arts and craft areas. Arts and crafts are good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So, uh, where... (laughs) Um, Oh! Oh, my God. Okay. We need to talk about this. Do we? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Not, Not what I just said, but what I'm about to say. So we talked about um, the so Pee Wee and Mickey are driving in the car because the uh, Mickey is the escape convict, uh, and after the traffic stop, during the traffic stop, Pee Wee is dressed like a lady, and the cop says, "Get out of the car." Right. Oh, and he uh, he, he, he can look her. at your cool outfit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I just want to see your cute little outfit, right? It's something way creepy. <laughs> and it's like and. It's parts like that where I'm like, okay, what is Pee-wee? Because <laughs> what is Pee-wee? Because he's like a ch- such a like a ch- a childish person. It's like, did that cop just like like make a weird comment about like basically a kid's outfit, or is he just being a fucking misogynist to some weird olive oil looking lady? I wouldn't read into it too much. Uh, it was the '80s, which is no excuse for inappropriate behavior. Sure, but, uh, I, I think that scene was just meant to be funny and not make a statement in any sense yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is secretly a movie about like uh, brutality well i mean drag is one of the highest levels of comedy for sure like a, a man in a woman's outfit is so funny which is a very controversial and problematic thing right now because there are people that like sincerely 
um, you know, that's their identity oh, and like all that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about someone that is a what was it, cis straight man in <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, the definition <laughs> of a cis straight man. Little pink heels <laughs> and like fishnet. Like that's so funny. That doesn't. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> and it's like those two things don't belong together. And it's also such a comically bad disguise. And I think that's more of why I think it's funny because it's like it's such a bad disguise. But it's working. Well, they, they say jokes are two things that don't usually go together, somehow being connected. Mm-hmm. And what's what better example than that than drag? Like a big hairy guy in like little petite women's clothes. Those are things that we uh, assume to be opposites, sure. St- polar opposites, right? Because if that if that guy is wearing women's clothes, he he might be a queer, right? <laughs> and we can't have that, right? So I think that's where that comes from. Yeah, I. I haven't been to see a drag show. Oh, I uh, I just I just saw one. I went Ooh. to Gay Bingo in Philadelphia. Supported the AIDS fund. That sounds cool. It was really cool. Yeah, highly recommend it. Noted. Okay, mm-hmm. we'll end this podcast right now. <laughs> um, uh, uh, what other things kind of stood out to you in this movie? So you're so you are a fan of this. So I feel like like what was it like kind of revisiting it uh, as a as a big boy? I uh, I kind of forgot like the whole first chunk of it so that was fun to like figure out why Pee Wee <laughs> was that way I didn't really answer that question but it was cool to see how you know they they stop it's so tight like they they introduce the world and it's funny and they develop Pee Wee's as a silly weird kid and and the, uh, the antagonist you know Francis being this like Tim Heidecker looking like oh yeah he is evil funny like it's so tight and then the whole like crazy adventure. Uh, I go to school for screenwriting, so it, it was cool to analyze the film from a kind of a like a structure standpoint. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and it's more impressive considering, you know, just how you know funny it is. It's like a ton of situational comedy. The the dialogue is super funny. I don't, Rod uh, Ross. I'm trying to give something of value here. I have nothing to say as far as like unique. Film criticism. I have no special thought. I have no special trivia. Um, I don't even have anything particularly entertaining to say. So what I'll say is watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Coming just from a regular dummy in the burbs. It's a great film. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't. I feel like you're stressed right now. My grandfather died today. Oh. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry. What a fun day for you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy. I actually considered not doing this today because I was like, how long do yeah, I you... have to wait from finding out my grandfather died to doing a podcast about Pee Wee Herman's <laughs> big You could have not. I w- I the answer is a couple hours, really. I, <laughs> I was with my friend's, my friend's uh, dad just died and I was hanging out with him last night and I wouldn't have asked. I wouldn't ask him to do a podcast like this month. We should have done Kangaroo Jack. That would have been a lot more <laughs> cathartic. My grandfather loved Kangaroo Jack. He's <laughs> a big Kangaroo Jack, uh, Jack head. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like it, you're a Kangaroo <laughs> Jackass. Yeah. Um, boy, that's putting this is putting a weird cloud over this. No, I like it more. <laughs> yeah, you like digging into this for sure. Uh, no, those, see that shit is interesting. Like, be honest. No one cares about my opinions about Pee Wee Herman's big adventure. But if we can talk about death and identity and what that means, those are personal things I can connect to. I will talk about death for so long. I, <laughs> I, I think about death all the time. Oh, okay. All right. Why? Because like, uh, uh, I'm terrified of the concept of infinity. Oh. And, uh, well, and the uncertainty way? of, like, just the idea of, like, oh, things, like... In a, in a, like, time and gravity is, like, makes things weird, but, like, things theoretically go on forever. Yeah, for sure. Like, the universe, even though that, there's apparently that new Stephen Hawking paper is just like, hey, there's gotta be an edge to it, because, like, where would that the other universes be? Right, yeah. Maybe. But, well, uh, but I, like, just think about, exp- like, that expansiveness uh, freaks me out. Like, I mean, I, so I grew you're, up you're semi-religious. Literally, you're literally afraid of space. I thought you meant... You're afraid of a, an infinity in the afterlife. That too. I actually that doesn't scare me as much. I remember as a kid thinking like it would just be boring after a while. Like I would just be playing cards. And I'm like I remember playing this hand exactly. Do you uh, 
believe in the uh, in the eternal? I do. Okay, that's uh... to, if not heaven in the way that we've seen it on like TV and stuff, but or like I I also like the idea of reincarnation. I think that's interesting. You know, honestly, um, I, at first I felt like reincarnation was uh, kind of a cop out in the sense that it's like the most like kind of you know spiritual like not really it's not really any particular dogma except for i think maybe like buddhism and you know there's different yeah. faiths but the people that believe in reincarnation often do not practice or know anything about those faiths it's just like a kind I'm of gonna say they don't really usually practice reincarnation i'm like well not now <laughs> I, I feel like reincarnation has become like kind of a pop culture sure. kind of cool thing to say you believe in but on the other hand um I, I really believe reincarnation is the only version of the afterlife that is justice, right? Because no matter how you do it, right? So if uh, in, in the Christian Judeo version, right, that it, you either go to heaven or hell, there's all those problems that everyone talks about, right? Well, if there's an omnipotent God, how come he allows suffering? Also, if someone's bad... How could you possibly justify an eternity in hell? You know, how much bad could you possibly do in 81 years on the planet that would justify an infinity mm -hmm. in hell? There, there is no amount of evil, right? And there, there's all those issues, right? Um, and, you know, pe what about cripples? What about people that are disadvantaged? When they go to heaven, do you retain your identity? Are you not crippled? What about people that are just fundamentally stupider than other people? Are you permanently stupid in the afterlife? Or does that change and then you become something else? Well, then that's not really you. That's someone else, right? So there, there's all those complications. Reincarnation clears all that up, right? If I reincarnate and I am you, right? Every, good luck with that. Every good thing and bad thing that I've ever done to another person, I have to pay the price for because I am you and vice versa. And maybe that's how the whole thing works, mm -hmm. right? So, so we all kind of are just... The reason the world sucks is because we suck, but also vice versa. And that's where the balance comes from. Hmm. And, and this was the podcast where Ross uh, questioned a belief in God. <laughs> No, um, yeah, I, and uh, no, I 100% uh, agree with that. Just the I, the idea of kind of like, like I, I don't know, I, I try to think karmically. Car yeah, that's the word, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> in a karm karma like way, because it's like I, when I have like uh, been mean to somebody or done something wrong, I try to like pay the price in some way, like I. I, you know, I try to change myself for the better. And, like, it makes sense in a way that if you're a, uh, a worse person during your regular life, in your next life, you kind of are the person who... Yeah, gets... oh, that makes sense. I don't, I, I don't know if I believe that's what happens. It's maybe not a one-to-one -one type thing like that. I don't know. I, I actually don't think that happens that way. But I think it's the most just version of it if we had, like, a thought experiment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's the perfect system for that. Someone just dropped everything upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is the yeah, part of the podcast where we drop what we're doing. Well, it's a, it's a fun <laughs> staple of the podcast because uh, I don't have any professional, really, equipment. So I'm like, well, I'm ah, done. Don't beat yourself. Oh, this is a very nice... Hey, oh. <laughs> Yep, that peaked uh, <laughs> just like me in high school. Oh, uh, Ross, hey. I bet you were wonderful in high school. You're wonderful I was. Now. I did the morning announcements. Oh, I believe that so much. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> you did? Ross, you really are the closest thing I've ever met to a Pee Wee Herman in real life. I'm not kidding. I mean, watching it, I was like, this rings true. I sing, I sing to myself all the time. I... I wrote uh, down, because uh, when Pee Wee was at the Alamo, when he had to prove to Dottie that he was in Texas, he sang a song and then everybody sang with him. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh my great. God. That's, That's so funny. Yeah. I want to be in that world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the uh, tequila song, iconic. That, that's an iconic moment. I, uh, we used to play that song in, in my marching band in high school. And you would try to do the dance? Uh, well, I had a tuba on, so. <laughs> so yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. I, I tried to learn when I was a kid to dance like Mr. Bean. 
I know. It was I, just creepy and weird. I remember a lot of kids loved Mr. Bean. I just thought he was a greasy immigrant. No. <laughs> He's English, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's fine to say that. <laughs> I remember I learned what Moscow was from Mr. Bean. Oh. Because he went on a, he accidentally went on the wrong train and was being shipped to Moscow. Yeah, I read books. Oh. What, <laughs> what's that? Book. Book? Book. Yeah. Uh, I should. Uh, it would be nice to have a like a book podcast, but I mean, would it? You think people would be more into book podcasts? No, but there are way too many fucking movie podcasts. It's true. It's true. I I appreciate this because it's much more wholesome than a lot of the. Uh, are you familiar with like Comtown? Uh, I I you and Shane talk about it a lot. I still don't quite know what it is. It's uh it's basically if you ever hang out with uh I don't want to name drop. Because no one will know these names. <laughs> well, if they've been on the podcast before. Well, you should get Ben Farrell then. He's been on, yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically when Farrell uh, and Byrne hang outside Ort Leaves and just like talk about like crackhead Bill Clinton and uh, you know it's just like saying crude obnoxious shit that you would say in middle school. But yeah, not. But just... it's like doing. It's kind of like a a winking thing, like because you we all kind of do that where it's like bits where we like like I'll. Yeah, oh, like, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Things that you would not want, like a Conor O'Malley type. Thing. Yeah, you would not want that uh, projected onto you know your LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, it not to say that's not a knock. It's it's super funny. It's no, funny. I, I know what you mean. Though. And, and there, I think there is a lot of um, there. You know, there's like celebrity interviews. I think that's like the top tier kind of podcast. And then there's uh, interests, kind of exploring things, giving out information. And then I think, I don't know where this fits, Rob. I don't know if this needs to exist. <laughs> this podcast? Yeah, no, yeah. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm uh, I'm almost out on my first year with like a SoundCloud premium account. And I have to decide, like, am I going to pay for another year of SoundCloud premium? What's that cost? Uh, like a hundred bucks. Mm. <laughs> and like, uh, I'm graduating uh, on Thursday. So, uh, let's talk about that. Fuck all this. Let's talk about that. Where are you going after this? You're going home? Yeah. Are you going to work or what are you doing? I mean, I'm going to try, I'm, I'm planning on taking uh like May and June kind of easy. I'm going to, I want to go to the beach. Oh, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm going to try to do some comedy. I might work briefly for my summer camp. Okay. What, uh, no, I won't ask you that, but. That's uh, that's interesting. Are you gonna try to live near Philly or in Philly or what? Oh yeah, like once I have a, a relatively steady job, where I'm like, okay, I'm getting semi regular income, then I'll I'll move back to the city fully. But like until then, I'm probably just gonna be like crashing on couches and stuff. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope all you guys find your footing. Uh, I know Lyle and I are, um, you know, we want to go out to L. A. We'd love for uh, some of y'all to follow us. Yeah. Oh, I have to follow you. How about you follow me? Well, if we go there first, that's oh, okay. how yeah, time yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, go the, I'll go the other way, so it's like we didn't follow each other. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> uh, that'd, be, that'd be something special, Ross. That, you, you that would be insane. Like, if you, me, Lyle, Shane, TJ, and, like, fucking Sean Gardini, if we all live together, just the... That'd be nutty. It'll you, be the Loud Boy house. You uh, you definitely have a gift, Ross. I hate to see you uh, wasted on well, SoundCloud. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, uh, I'm not used to, like, people complimenting me this month, so I'm, like, you're, you're one really of It's really not a compliment. You're one of the only people that will, like, be very nice. You'll be like, look, you're, like, you're good at stuff. Like, uh, do it, and you're not, and not a parent, because my mom will say to me, like, shut up, mom. Well, it's, it's kind of, it's definitely not a compliment. It's like if you found out someone could, like, like, uh, if somebody was, like, a doctor, right, and it's like, you're real good at saving people's lives. Why are you just sitting around doing a podcast? Oh, well, I'm not talking about the podcast comment. I'm talking about the couple times before where I've tried to be, uh, uh, like, a little self- uh, also, that's not a perfect analogy because the podcast is a fantastic means of getting better at you know conversation and, and yeah. Actually, a I'm actually working on getting a. I might have a podcast opportunity. Wow, really? Uh, maybe. Do you feel like you're? This has made you uh, any more proficient at speaking or yes. interviewing? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I think I'm pretty much. But I can definitely sustain conversations longer. 
Okay. Uh, when I'm paying full attention. Have you have you experimented at all with like different style? I know there's a lot of different styles of podcasting. Like you, this is kind of uh, loose, but it, yeah, it also is like not super loose. Like that, you definitely have some intention in your exactly. Voice. It's it's not like every week I'm doing. I do have a slight podcast voice. Yeah, yeah, um, and not in like a like a Joe Rogan way. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I'm not Joe Rogan. But I like Rogan, man. He's got some ideas. I like him because he's kind of a dummy, but he's also incredibly passionate and curious, and that's like the right. best thing you can be. I just like, I just don't really care about him. He he was on news radio, and I think that was a good show. Okay. But that's about as far as I go with Joe Rogan. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely, it's also, you're, you're, you're talking about a demographic of, um, even, in, that's, that's where, like, comedy becomes, like, who, um, who do you like, not just based on how funny their jokes are, but based on the, con- the substance of how, what they're saying and who they're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Rogan definitely attracts, like, a specific kind of people. I'm, I'm definitely one of those people. Yeah. I, I mean, like, cause I... I don't know. I there's so, there are plenty of comedians where people recommend them and I'll give them a go and I'm like, I I get what they're doing and I think their ideas are interesting, but it's just like I am not really on board. Yeah. I can't think of a real specific example off the top of my head. Who's like a I I can't uh, I think, think of, Chris D'Elia is probably a pretty popular one that I've mm. heard that about. That Oh, you know what? I was talking about this the other day. I watched I was watching Chris Rock's Tambourine. Okay. And like the first 10 minutes or so are brilliant. The the whole thing about how like more white kids need to be shot. Yeah. Uh, because to get uh like eyes on police brutality, really interesting and funny. But then it, I I don't know, I just kind of got I lost interest and turned it off. Who knows? Maybe the second know, I, half is that, great. I've heard that from people. I didn't, I didn't personally feel that way, but uh I heard that. I one one thing about comedy specials being so long now, like they're an hour. That's so long. Like, uh, Mulaney's new special, have you seen it? I've seen it twice. Yeah. It's so tight. It's it is. It's so funny. It's too and long. Even, <laughs> honestly, there, there's like, f- I think they, there could have been five to ten minutes cut from it. Yeah. I'd say, why do you gotta fill an hour? Like, it makes sense, in the sense, from a live event. If you go to a theater to see someone... It's yeah, 37 but, minutes, you're like, what the fuck? An hour. Give, it, give me that fat hour. But from a Netflix sense... Like, I, I, 20, 30 minutes, give it, I'll take it, I'll take it in Yeah, well, they, Netflix does those half-hour ones, and they're also releasing a bunch of 15-minute specials. Yeah, I think that's, I think they know what's up. I yeah, think that's they, interesting. They can see people pausing. They really do have that uh, that data where mm-hmm. people, like, pause and leave and come back. And, I, yeah, you know, why not? Why? Everything's getting shorter, attention spans are shorter. Why get punch drunk for 60 minutes? When you can get a punch tipsy for 15. And the opposite of that, too, is it's funny, like, television is getting shorter and, you know, quick, faster-paced. Podcasting is stretching out the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Instead of watching Fox News and, like, getting, like, talking heads slamming you with information. Oh, exactly. You can explore a topic for, like, two hours. I've I've listened to some... Once or twice I've listened to a podcast episode that was five hours long. Yeah. Who? Uh, it was the Gilmore Guys uh, special when they <laughs> reviewed the f- pilot of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Okay. You uh, you ever listen to a podcast and and um, feel like you have friends? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was uh, the other night. Uh, best friend of the podcast, uh, Alyssa Epstein and I. Okay. We were, we were talking about uh, I her and I have way too much knowledge about comedy. Bang bang. Mm. Like during dinner, we were testing each other. Okay. And it was sad. Yeah, it sounds Sa- pretty sad. Same with me with uh, the Doughboys podcast. I've said I've I modeled like the very early episodes of this podcast. You can listen to, and you're like, oh, he's like very much trying to get a Doughboys type vibe. Mm. Uh. And uh, I know way too much about, like, those two people. Okay. Like, I I went to UCB and saw Mike Mitchell, and he thought I was weird, and it devastated me to this day. Oh, no, Ross. I, I did a weird <laughs> thing on stage. I've said it several times, but, like, I... They, I, they like asked me to come on stage and do like a suggestion, and I got so nervous, and I just did a weird ass face while I was giving a weird suggestion. 
Oh no. Yeah, so I need to I need to make it back to LA can so you, I can, can redeem myself and give like a really good suggestion. Can you describe in detail what that face looked like? <laughs> um, okay. So I don't recall it, but Alyssa insists that like I was doing like a weird like stretched thin like venom style smile <laughs> and like my eyes were really small and I was like like almost like I was trying to do a Gilbert Gottfried impression oh but like like constipated that's sick and awesome never meet your heroes it's, it goes one of two ways yeah <laughs> great or bad great or bad right now well, they can be a dick or you can be a dick I mean I guess there's a third option where everything's great mm -hmm. and that's probably what you were looking for yeah, I was happen, just waiting though. for like a little like nicety. Yeah. And that's it. Um, <clears throat> do, you have, do you have any final thoughts about, uh, what's this movie called? Pee-wee's uh, <laughs> <laughs> Big Adventure before we, uh, before we rate it? I, um, I don't know what my grandfather felt about Pee-wee's <laughs> Big Adventure, but it doesn't matter because he's, he's gone. Um, oh, right. <laughs> Boy. His last know. words were, um, <laughs> Dave... Where's my bike? <laughs> Plug the Cave Comedy Showcase, May 24th. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But yeah. we'll plug at the end, don't you worry. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, in all seriousness, um, I, uh, you know, I, I would be very proud to ever uh, create a screenplay as impressive as this film. I say that with no sarcasm in my voice. I really, really like it. Uh, I think it's silly. It's Fun. It's dark enough for adults, yet silly enough for kids, and to like like it. Mm -hmm. um, something about terrifying kids. Like kids kind of like being terrified. Like the best kids movies I can think of are scary. Like Coraline. Yeah, Coraline's fantastic. Yeah, fa terrifying film, right? But it's not. But it's not. It's scary in a like fantastical way, where it's like the kid isn't gonna be like terrified for like the rest of the day or when they go to sleep or anything yeah. it's just like that like because Coraline that world is so specifically eerie and they're like all kids like in their house there's like that one weird spot that you're like where what is that little uh, yeah, room yeah, or yeah. something it, it, that's another film that taps into like the kid's psyche of uh, and explores that around yeah, maybe uh, I think I'll watch that tonight a lot of really good horror films do that is they tap into like really like the the backbone of who we are and like what our fears are and that really comes from being a little kid mm -hmm. peewee kind of does that that's really cool i mean like that's cool for a film period let alone a children's film and uh i i, I remember being a kid and something about large marge it like it kind of it starts to like vaccinate you against life i guess <laughs> Like, that sounds really douchey and spiritual, but I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, you get a first dose of, like, something that's like, whoa! <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of it's like the scene in Willy Wonka where yeah. he's singing that creepy song as they're going down the river. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're like, oh, there's something kind of scary going on. And you on. don't know what it is. You're yeah. just like, in general, this is uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, then uh, that's it. I okay. Guess, yeah. So here, so you asked before because the the whole podcast is we rate uh, every kids movie from best uh, to worst. The worst uh, thing that we've watched as of now, actually by uh, your co-host, uh, your co-founder Lyle Drescher, oh. uh, is the <laughs> Netflix original Richie Rich. Okay, I haven't seen it. It's bad. Okay. Um, it's like imagine any. Like, really lazy Disney Channel sitcom. All right, all right. You got it. Okay, got it. Um, and then the highest rated one is Paddington. Hmm. Uh, I see, I see. Okay. And so it's a, a scale of zero to five. You can be as minute with uh, your decimal points as you'd like. Zero to five. Okay. Uh, can I get a... What comes in the middle? What's like a... Three. I know. <laughs> but, like, what... Sure. Can I get a three? What's a three? Um, so... Three uh, is Big Fat Liar, that movie with uh, Frankie Muniz and Amanda Bynes. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is not helpful. Yeah, okay. See, this is why I typically don't give the guests, because I'm like, oh, I don't know these at uh, all. No, no, I'm getting, um, these are, okay, all right. I'm going to say Pee-wee's Big Adventure, um, to me, is probably, I would probably prefer to watch it to Paddington, but... 
uh, I'm going to put this within the context of what your endeavor is, right? A, the best kids movie, the, the movie that's going to bring kids the most joy. Yeah. But also, you and you, this was a kids movie for you. I know it's a kids property for a lot of people. So like, because I know we were talking about like, oh, is it is it almost adulty? Yeah, it is. It's, it's, it, it transcends the usual like two-dimensional tropes of yeah. what kids movies do. But, you know, I'm sure other great films do that, too. Like, I, I, I haven't really seen Paddington, but from what I've heard, it, you know... It's, it's, got... it's incredible. Okay. It's like, <laughs> I was so surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'll give Pee-wee a four. Um, I, I think that's a, yeah. a, a fair... I think... Uh, because if you consider, you know, it came out in 1985, and we're still talking about it, something mm-hmm. like 30 years later. And, like, there's so many movies... From 1985, like, who knows what any of them are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, for me, um, I'm going uh, a little bit uh, uh, more critical. Just because, you know, I've watched no, you, you, you definitely have a uh, at this point. And so I, I liked it. I didn't really grow up with Pee Wee. Um, but I, in general, I still am a fan of, like, this, like, weird universe slapstick type thing um i think i prefer kind of when if i was a kid still i think i would have preferred airplane to peewee because like airplane it's like i i get it peewee i think i'm still a little bit lost no i'm as still to, as yeah. to what it is yeah yeah um yeah uh there were moments that i liked but also uh i was i <laughs> i was at work all day and I was, bl- I was blasting this, and I was genuinely embarrassed sometimes. Like when he just gets on laughing fits, I'm like, "This is, I hate this." <laughs> so for that, I'm going uh, extra decimally. I'm giving it a three point four seven. Okay. Okay. So combining our scores, uh, Pee Wee, uh, it's a solid score, three point seven four. Okay. So that places it right above Cool Runnings. Oh, you know what? I think I agree with that. I, I agree, too. They're similar in the way that they both are very charming, but P, I think Pee-wee is just a little deeper. It's a, it's, cool it's Runnings more... is cheesy and not always in like a fun way. And Pee-wee is kind of an art piece in a lot of ways. Like It does some really creative risks. Yeah. A lot of risks. If you consider... Uh, actually, like when they made this film... Uh, they uh they weren't sure it was gonna be okay. They thought it was too weird, and that's really cool when a major studio makes something that weird, mm-hmm. and that's a big risk. Yeah, but I mean, I'm it paid off. It created uh, two movies, a Broadway show. Yeah, it gave uh, Rubens a career. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's a little bit worse, like a hundredth of a point or so worse than um, the. Uh, Ghibli studio film Princess Mononoke. Are you serious? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And I do not remember a goddamn thing from that movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guarantee you Pee Wee will stay with you, so I'm curious to see how that score stacks up. Yeah, because it's from the same studio that did Spirited Away. Okay. I remember Spirited Away. Yeah. And Princess Mononoke, I was like, yep, I'm watching this. This is uh, Mononoke. Okay. <laughs> Maybe you're more like Pee Wee. That yeah. was. Uh, I can't do it. That was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we've reached the end of this. Thank you so much for uh, coming on, Dave. Um, uh, what would you What would you like to plug? You're You're flirting with that. So we uh, We do a show in my basement. It's a uh, kind of an underground stand up comedy show. Uh, we have a showcase coming up uh, in uh, late May. Go ahead, go on Facebook, look up uh, Cave, a comedy open mic, and we have some really badass... This is probably one of the most stacked lineups we've ever had. It, like The whole experience is badass, because it's like you're in a house, you know, you're hanging out, it's not like a traditional theater. Yeah. You know, it's, it's this very specific... If you've ever seen Crashing, you know, those scenes where they're in the house... Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that's really cool. That's what we do. That's what this is. This is crashing. This is crashing. And we we actually we got a, we booked Whitmer Thomas. Uh, he's he's gonna be at the Good Good Theater. He's gonna sell the Good Good Theater out. Before he goes there, he's coming here. So we're we're super duper pumped. Yeah, and that's uh, if you're in the Philadelphia area, Philly adjacent, you gotta come. Yeah, it's cave, a great time. Cave a comedy open. People come with their wives. 
This is a thing. It's really a thing. We take care of you real good. <laughs> yeah, dollar PBR. Whoa, slow down there. I got a landlord. <laughs> oh, right. Uh, do you think your landlord listened uh, nearly an hour? <laughs> what is that guy doing? I know he's doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, actually, I'm more interested in this because um, I don't believe anyone will hear it. But one day, one of us might do something impressive and they're going to go in the archives and yes. this is going to be in the, the doc you know before they give out the awards <laughs> you have to make sure all your podcast appearances are okay yeah 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 You're like oh damn he had that opinion about the fucking puerto ricans in the kids podcast <laughs> he really brought things down with his grandfather <laughs> damn it uh, uh and actually i'm um, speaking of good good i will be this friday i will be at the good good comedy theater um, in Eat Your Beats, which is the freestyle rap comedy show. It's my fifth time going, and I hope to win it yet again. The day, the day after I graduate college, I'm doing a rap show. You're, uh, the, you're the man, Ross. You gotta get out there and flex your wings, man. Hey, you're the man. I know. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that's official. Uh, follow us on all social media. I don't feel like saying them. Oh, right come now. to my grandfather's memorial. <laughs> 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 Right, yeah, see you guys. this is gonna be fun. Uh, we will uh, hear you next week, uh, and uh, go go gadget and show. <laughs>